there is a little phrase, speaking of going back to school, that it seems that we learn when we are younger. I think this phrase should be wiped out of our language, but for some reason, it's not. And I bet you know it. As a matter of fact, I'll start you off with just a, a few words, three words, as a matter of fact, and you will finish it. And I believe that you will finish it correctly. It's that well known. Are you ready? Sticks and stones. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. No, that's not truth. Words will absolutely hurt us. But isn't it interesting that we all know that so well? The scripture this morning is one of those scriptures that I think is just so obvious. It's something that we know. Really, today, I am preaching to the choir. <laughs> and you are the choir along with the choir. <laughs> we get it already. Except, I'm not sure if we do. Maybe we get it, but it's just too hard to manage it. So, we will dive in together this morning and take a look at what our friend James reminds us of in the scripture. Just a reminder that James is addressing the early church, and he's addressing in uh, this book multiple churches, multiple churches that have already formed. It was written, or the book of James, written around A.D. 40. Did you catch that? A.D. 40. And so it's interesting, isn't it, that this was written during that time frame for those churches, and yet it's still significant for us today. As much as things change, they stay the same. As much as things change, they stay the same. Because our words have power. Our words have power. Verse 3, 9, I will read again for you. With our words, we bless the Lord and Father, and with our words, we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. So do this with me this morning. Think of a time when words have blessed you. Do you have it in your mind's eye? Does everybody have it? Yeah, right? When words have been a blessing to you, absolutely. Sometimes I think it has something to do with who the words are coming from. Sometimes that's part of what the blessing is. For example, uh, the last time I talked to Bishop Palmer, <laughs> it was actually on a Zoom call, and he said, Becky, I hear good things about your new appointment. Good job. I was so happy. 
<laughs> it was Bishop Palmer telling me I was doing a good job. Nice. As a matter of fact, when the Zoom call was over, I was upstairs in my office and I ran downstairs to tell Cameron in his home office, hey, guess what Bishop Palmer just told me? <laughs> I'm doing a good job. It was pretty special for me. <laughs> so admittedly, it had to do with uh, who it was coming from. Or from a child. I've heard this phrase. I haven't heard it recently because I'm not called mama anymore, but I still hear I love you, mom. But the little phrase, I love you, mama, oh, those words bless me. <laughs> those are precious words. And I could go on and on because I have been so blessed by people's words. They have been a gift to me. And I know you have received those gifts as well in the form of words from a dear friend, partner, spouse. Mm. And the scripture goes on to say, our words can be a curse. Now, I certainly am not going to ask you to ruminate on words that have been a curse to you this morning mainly because you've probably already ruminated on those words enough. But words can also be a curse. And I will venture to weed in here when I say, or wade into the weeds, wade into the weeds when I say this. Um, I think social media has added so much stress to this idea. And you need to know something about me. I love technology. I'm the one in our house that likes to set up the computer and, and hook all the cords up and do all of that. I love technology, and I like social media too, by the way. However, I do recognize that social media has given us a whole new platform, multiple platforms really, where we can say things that curse one another, when we are not careful with our words. The phrase I use for it is this, screens have turned us into bullies. Somehow we've seen this, and I don't mean that for all of you, certainly, I, I, but, but you know what I mean. We've seen this. When someone is behind a screen, they seem to think, that they can say just whatever they want to. It, and it hurts, regardless of whether you're reading it online or not, it's still painful. I have always said this to be true, and, and you'll hear me say this at different times, face-to-face -face conversations are still the best. And I mean via Zoom these days of pandemics, but face-to-face -face conversations are still the best that we can have. In churches, my policy has always been to talk to me face-to-face -face if there's something going on. If you send me an email about what I refer to as a tender topic, that's my phrasing, then you will receive an email back from me. And that email will say, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I want you to know that I heard what you had to say, and I would love to talk with you face to face. So let's set up a time to do that. Because I think that's how we can be kind to one another, 
face-to-face conversations are still the best. How do we tame the tongue? How do we tame the tongue? Oh, that's a really good question, isn't it? It's a really good question. First of all, I will suggest this. We should be more disciplined on what and when we speak. That's so difficult, isn't it? Let's just admit it. It's so difficult. But we should be more disciplined on when and what we speak. What we say is important. And if we would say it with the person sitting next to us, that's good. If we wouldn't, maybe we should not say it at all. Right? That's one of the ways we can be more disciplined with this. We can ask ourselves this question, is it true? Are we sure? And here's the other thing that I like to ask myself. And I ask myself this question so often, especially in the media, when I read things in the media, do I know the whole story? Do you know the whole story? Because if I knew the whole story, I might not agree (laughs) with what I just heard or read, but at least I might have a larger understanding, right? I might get it and understand where the person is coming from. Do I know the whole story? The scripture moves us on to even a deeper level. So number one, how do you tame the tongue? Be a little more disciplined. But here's what the scripture says. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Or can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine figs? In other words... Words start from within. That's what those last two verses are talking about. A tree will grow the fruit it's supposed to grow. We will do that, and our words will be gifts as we grow in our faith and following Jesus. What's within is what we speak. And so we continue to mature and grow and grow more and more like Jesus as the days go on. In closing, let me share with you this small writing from an author whom you will hear me quote time and time again because she is one of my very favorites. Are you all familiar with Maya Angelou? Absolutely. Oh, my. One of my favorites. She says this, words are things. You must be careful. Careful about calling people out of their names, using racist pejoratives or sexual pejoratives and all that ignorance. Don't do that. Someday we'll be able to measure the power of words. I think they are things. They got on the walls. They get in your wallpaper. They get in your rugs, in your upholstery, and your clothes, and finally, in you. Oh, dear friends, let us, let our words be blessings and gifts to one another. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.